All right, welcome to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric. Oh my God, it's been a busy week. I should have had one out on Wednesday. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> couldn't really get one out. Uh, and then uh, yesterday, Thursday, uh, Valentine's Day, 2019, I got laid off from my job. Uh, press F for respects. Uh, but I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. It's, uh, the field that I work in, it's actually in uh, quite a bit of demand uh, where I live. Uh, and even in the couple of neighboring states. So even if I don't get a job here in Louisiana, I can find something somewhere else. Uh, I keep uh, pushing and uh, prodding the uh, Mrs. Rebel uh, to to join the Free State Project, but she doesn't want to be cold for some reason. It's like, you can always put on more clothes. I, I don't know. You can turn the heat up a little bit. Maybe. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, so all kidding aside, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Don't, don't you guys worry about it. Uh, I'm not worrying or stressing about it at all. So I'm actually, uh, uh, in a certain kind of sick way, I'm actually kind of glad, uh, the company I was working for, they, um, uh, failed to diversify their streams of income and, uh, only wanted to go after certain projects uh, and there's just not enough of those to go around. So, uh, what are you going to do? Uh, you can sit there and say, I told you so, uh, as much as possible, but it, that doesn't really help anything. So, and, uh, that's actually kind of fun being, a, a, a being an ANCAP and, uh, telling people, I told you so all day long when in regards to other things, but, uh, it is what it is. Uh, so tonight I wanted to talk about a very important subject, uh, and that is uh, political prisoners. Uh, we often hear that phrase, uh, and you usually find that in the uh, the movies, where the terrorist group has taken over uh, Nakatomi Plaza, and uh, they want the release of the political prisoners, and they start reading off the list. And um, But it is a, a very real thing. Uh, especially here in the United States. Uh, now, the United States does have a history of uh, locking people up for their views, uh, and one doesn't really have to go uh, all that far in the past. Uh, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. was arrested several times for demonstrations. Uh, Malcolm X, uh, uh, I believe, was arrested as well for you know holding demonstrations, and that was just standing up to the status quo at the time. Uh, you can go back even further than that. Uh, you know, everybody's favorite uh, president in the whole world, Abraham Lincoln, right? He was all for arresting uh, journalists who was anti-war. Uh, Woodrow Wilson, uh, from every respective uh, measure, the worst president in, in United States history, uh, uh, jailed people as well for being uh, anti-war in regards to World War One. Okay, so it's nothing new for the United States to hold political prisoners. Uh, it just kind of depends on whose butt you're bugging, right? Uh, so a 
couple of the cases uh, I wanted to talk about tonight. And uh, no, it's not going to be Ross Ulbricht, although that case is very important for very important reasons. Ross Ulbricht, uh, and just kind of give you the Cliff Notes version of this, um, created a website to buy legal and illegal things from various people around uh, the country. Uh, I, too, had logged on to the Silk Road uh, after it was created, just kind of see what they had on there. Um, There were people who had paintings. Uh, There was a T-shirt designer on there that had some pretty cool uh, T-shirt designs, and he was selling them for Bitcoin on the Silk Road. And, uh, yes, if you wanted to get DMT, which uh, Joe Rogan will tell you about at the drop of a hat, yeah, you could have bought that, and it could have been shipped to your house. Uh, weed? Yeah, you could have bought all the weed you could possibly stand to smoke. Or cook in a brownie and eat it. It was all there. It was all there. And everything about it was voluntary. You were there to, uh, to pay for stuff using the magic internet money Bitcoin. And there were sellers around the country. Uh, I'm not too sure if it was around the world, but definitely from what I saw on there, it was all United States. Um, and there was people there to, to sell you stuff because they valued the Bitcoin more than the things that they were selling, you know, to take it back to an economics lesson here. And you valued that thing, whatever it was more than the Bitcoin. If you, if you bought anything off of there, uh, which by the way, don't, I I don't need to know if you bought anything on there. Maybe the statute of limitations, uh, (laughs) we can have that discussion another day. Uh, and, you know, his mom, Lynn Ulbricht, is uh, doing the Lord's work, uh, as one would say, uh, to get out there and talk about the story and how he was basically railroaded into uh, a very hefty uh, sentence, uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, I believe it was 40 years for creating a website. You know, and now his mom is going around trying to advocate for clemency. Uh, to hope that the president will pardon him. Is that going to work? Uh, that I don't know. That's uh, something we'll have to keep our eyes and our ears open for. Uh, and yeah, I'll post a whole bunch of stuff in the show notes uh, for Ross Ulbricht's case. Uh, but I really wanted to touch on uh, a couple of other cases of uh, people being uh, imprisoned um, for political ideology, uh, or just, uh, have, having the, the tenacity, um, to stand up for what they believed in and, uh, that belief going against the grain of society and, uh, the government that we have. Uh, so the first person I wanted to talk about, uh, Mr. Irwin Schiff. Mr. Irwin Schiff is uh, Peter Schiff's father. Uh, Irwin Schiff was a uh, tax protester. Uh, had wrote several books on the subject. Uh, gave talks and speeches. Talking about the IRS and the Federal Reserve 
and uh, income tax just being the gigantic scam. And he would actually challenge people. Look, you know, there's thousands of pages of IRS tax code and not a single line in any of those thousands of pages says that you have to pay taxes. Now, you can talk to politicians, and politicians will tell you it's voluntary. There's a great video out there of uh, Harry Reid being cornered using Socratic method into saying that taxation is voluntary before he cut the interview short. But as we can tell in Erwin Schiff's case and many other people's cases, uh, yeah, if you're voluntarily choosing not to pay, uh, get ready. Life is about to get very interesting for you. Uh, Mr. Schiff recently died in prison, well into his 80s, handcuffed to a bed. I don't think I really need to tell you how serious that is for someone who wasn't going to go along with a criminal act. He was refusing to be a victim of government extortion. And as we all like to say in the libertarian circles, taxation is theft. He was refusing to be a victim of that. Now, even if you have this view that taxation is the price that we pay to live in a civilized society, uh, I mean, at least for me, you know, I'm a father, I have two kids uh, that I've adopted, you know, and they need me. Taxation is the price I pay to stay out of prison. It's not exactly the hill I'm choosing to die on just yet. Uh, so for more information on the Irwin Schiff story, uh, I'll post a whole bunch of stuff in the show notes uh, for this when it goes up. Uh, the second person I wanted to talk about being a political prisoner is currently still serving uh, time in prison. Uh, and that is Mr. Randall Lord. Uh, Randall Lord is uh, from my neck of the woods uh, right here in Louisiana. Uh, he was up in Shreveport. And he had a business. His little uh, side hustle was buying and selling Bitcoin for customers. Now he would... Uh, charge a little fee for it, of course, you know, because he's got to make some money on, on his own, right? Uh, but he bought and sold Bitcoin for, for people voluntarily. Nobody was uh, coming to those people and putting a gun in their ribs. And, you know, he wasn't threatening uh, to beat them up if they didn't buy his Bitcoin. So really, what crime took place? He was offering a service to buy Bitcoin or, or sell people's Bitcoin for them. And he was just kind of doing this in his spare time. It was just kind of like a side hobby of his. But the government came down on him. They found a crime in what he was doing. 
They said, you're operating an unlicensed financial institution. Mr. Lord even went so far as to say, okay, well, uh, I, I didn't know that. I, I'm going to plead ignorance here. Uh, tell me where to go to fill out some forms so I can get a license to do this. The state of Louisiana has no regulation on Bitcoin. They kind of take the stance of it, well, it's your property. I mean, you can do what you want with it, right? Because if you're buying and selling Bitcoin, the state of Louisiana doesn't have any kind of laws about that. So you don't have to be a financial institution to buy and sell it in the state of Louisiana. But they went after him anyways. This is a federal crime that he supposedly committed, right? Well, well, you're operating an unlicensed financial uh, uh, institution, and uh, you, you know now we're going to make you serve 46 months in jail for it. You know, I met Randall Lord uh, down here in Louisiana at one of our uh, state central committee meetings uh, before he had to turn himself in to the police, turn himself in at the court. You know, we're talking about a guy that is just your every average everyday person. You know, if you saw him watering his lawn next door, you wouldn't think that this guy was a criminal because he's not. The government found a crime in what he was doing. And so he's still in prison for buying and selling Bitcoin. to make an example out of him. And to give you a good idea about this, um, East Baton Rouge Parish, where I'm at, uh, you are not allowed to have a garage sale. And the reason why you're not allowed to have a garage sale is because you don't have a pawnbroker's license. Okay. Now, is it enforced in any kind of way? Not really. I've driven through uh, East Baton Rouge and enough neighborhoods and stuff while driving for Uber uh, to know that, yeah, people still sell shit in their garage. All of their old junky clothes and junky furniture, it's all out there to be sold. And, and there ain't a cop around for miles. And even if a cop drove by, he would probably, you know, tip his hat at him and just keep driving. But God forbid I go to bring uh, old video games back to a store that hadn't gotten their pawnbroker's license yet, so they can't buy them off of me. This is the level of stupidity that we have to live with, and that everybody else doesn't understand until it affects them. I want to buy and sell Bitcoin for people, and yeah, maybe I might charge them a little fee to do that. But the federal government's going to come to me and say, oh, no, 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 you're, you're operating an unlicensed financial institution. What bullshit. 
<sighs> Anyways, very frustrated about this. And now we have all these examples of people getting railroaded by the system. I mean, in Houston not too long ago, we had a couple get shut up in their house over false information. There's no heroin in the house. And when his home got invaded by the cops, he shot back. The story keeps getting more ridiculous the moment it goes on. The informant lied. There's nothing there. You know, if the police had not killed him and his girlfriend or wife, but I'm not, I can't remember the details of that, but I'll post everything in the show notes again. You know, if, they, if the cops hadn't killed these people, they would be in jail. And yes, they would be political prisoners for doing something that normal people would do. Oh, armed people came into my house. I don't give a fuck if they have a badge. And a government-issued costume. You're not here where you're supposed to be. You're, you, you weren't invited into my house. You're not allowed into my house. You're here with guns and everything. I don't know who the fuck you are. So now i got to start shooting motherfuckers. So I think Americans need to, to listen to Larkin Rose when he asked the question, when is it okay to shoot a cop? The answer is not never. At some point, it's got to be okay. And I think Americans have a really hard time with answering that question honestly. Yeah, because I've, I've asked that question to people in red hats. I've asked that question to Democrats. And my lefty progressive friends. I, I've even asked that question to political atheists that don't, that don't really care. They just want to live their life and not really be bothered with it. Which, coincidentally enough, uh, tends to be the majority of Americans. When is it okay to shoot a cop? The answer is not never. It's a little hint. Okay, well, I think I've detained your ears long enough. Uh, We're going to go ahead and get into the plugs of the show. Uh, If you guys are finding a lot of value in uh, entertainment or uh, anything that you're getting out of this, uh, please check out social media. Uh, You know, I'm still on Facebook for the ad. Ad algorithm, even though it's kind of wonky at times. Uh, uh, still on Twitter, still on uh, Instagram, uh, and including some of the more uh, liberty-minded platforms like uh, SteamItMinds.com. Uh, but if you want to support the show, uh, and you got crypto, uh, I've got crypto wallets uh, listed in the show notes. So you can drop a digital tip in there if you want. Uh, Or you can go to bitbacker.io and I'm on there. And uh, the the idea here is uh, I want to start producing a lot of uh, paid content. You know, patreon.com. If you've got the, 
if you got the fiat currency burning a hole in your pocket. Also, you can go to, to PayPal. I'm on there. Uh, I also have uh, t-shirts, mugs, and stuff um, uh, through teespring.com. You want to buy a t-shirt or anything like that, it all goes towards the show. It's going to help me advertise and uh, get the word out and hopefully build up that audience. Uh, But other than that, guys, uh, I'm going to come back uh, next week. Hopefully, it'll be Wednesday. And uh, my kid won't forget the power cord to the laptop so I can record an episode that night. (laughs) Anyways, guys, take it easy, and we'll see you next week.